Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here until 11 o'clock on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and Bob and I will help you out. Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab that comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, so usually, again, uh, this is the summertime now, and uh, the early part of the uh, show is usually easier to get in on. So one eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC are the numbers, but as usual and customary, we do have some technology news for you. And uh, Bob's talking vacuums. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking last week. You were talking about your new uh, Roomba. I got a new Roomba. Hopefully, and it the does dog a will not really destroy. Really good job. Yes. It's an amazing little robot. So. It's amazing how dirty your floors get every other day. When I uh, left last week, I went home and I uh, I looked them up. Yeah, and I started comparing prices. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, why is this one three hundred bucks? Yeah, and this one almost twelve hundred bucks. Well, because clearly, Bob, somebody's ripping you off at twelve hundred dollars, dollars, right? Why should I buy a twelve hundred dollar vacuum? But I can get, one, I can for get three. one for three. Oh, of course. Well, because of course, it's, it's just because they're ripping you off at twelve, right? So no, no, there's different technology involved. Ah, uh, yes. So anyway, they'd set up a test room. And yes. this is really a neat uh, article, so yeah. I would encourage you to go to computertalkwithtab.com because mm-hmm. we're going to post a link to this. The name of the show.com. Name of the show.com. That works too. It does. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you can go there and then you can see the pictures of how it maps your room. Right. And they talk about the different technologies. Now, the cheaper ones, I'm going to call it a bump and go. Yeah. The early ones. So they just basically went somewhere straight. Right. Until they hit something. And, and just around. changed. No, they didn't turn Any around. direction, yeah. They, yeah, it was random. random. Yep. So, you know, it might have caught all the areas of your room or it might not have. It might have missed a lot. And yeah. it took a lot more time. Right, more energy. More, Yeah, some of them were over 60 minutes to clean a single room. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Well, I'll get back to the article. Yeah. Your Roomba takes a weird path around your home. They actually mapped it so you can see with the, the patterns that's uh, neat. there. Yeah. So here's why it matters. A uh, robot vacuum might navigate with lasers, electronic eyes, or simple bumpers, and the difference affects how clean, how well it will clean. Mm-hmm. Our brand-new test room helps us show the difference. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Any robot vacuum cleaner will remove at least some dirt from your floors. How much ground it covers, though, and its behavior moving through the rooms will vary a great deal from model to model. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Big time. So, Ours uh, actually maps the room. So it'll actually start understanding the room, know which room it is. Then you can label it on the app. Correct. And, and you, you can set, like, 
a, a certain room or different floors. Yeah. And then when you put it in the room, it figures out what room it's in. Yep. You, you can tell you can tell it to go clean the kitchen if you want, and it'll just do the kitchen. If you want to do the whole downstairs, it'll do that. So anyway, uh, the most important factor behind this is a robot's navigation system. Mm -hmm. Its navigation technology, together with software, determines a vacuum's actions. That plays a massive role in how well a given robot cleans a space. As you might expect, some robot vacuums perform the task better than others. Yep, that's so big the $1,100 one it might do a better job than the $300 Much one. better job. Just like computers, guys. That $300 <laughs> computer is not some bargain. <laughs> oh, well. You don't save money if you're paying your people and it takes them twice as long to do the job. Because <laughs> they're waiting for that little thing that goes Spin. around in circles. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, Fortunately, our brand-new robot vacuum testing room at our warehouse lab in Louisville, Kentucky, mm -hmm. can help us show the differences between robot vacuums, including how well they perceive, interact, and otherwise move around a physical space. Yep. And there's a picture of several different models. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, robot navigation on a budget. There are three main types of systems robot vacuum cleaners typically use to navigate a space. Mm -hmm. The first is a simple collection of collision Wheel, brush, and cliff sensors. Yeah. They tell robots when they are hit or about to hit objects with what information they can uh, all together. Uh, additionally, these uh, 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 help them to prevent them from falling down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Okay. So, but they will fall down without the sensor you put in front of them. But go well, ahead. Oh, yeah, because they can actually sense that they're coming up to a set of stairs. Yeah. So then they uh, talk about one for $199. Bucks. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go the, right down the stairs. <laughs> the downside is they operate in a random fashion, bumping into things yeah. and veering willy-nilly around the room. Mm -hmm. The very first iBot Roombas did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Sadly, that results in incomplete floor coverage. Right. Spots in tight places, corners, table, chair legs get lots of repeat attention. Open areas, however, are likely vacuumed once or perhaps not at all <laughs> since the robot travels in a straight line until it detects something in its path. All right, then it just goes over and over and spins around and bangs around. Yeah. I don't know where to go. I'm not finding any dirt. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so then there's visual or optical navigation. Mm -hmm. Other robot vacuums combine the basic array of collision sensors with a main visual sensor that's augmented by a lens. Yep. These vacuums use a navigation algorithm called VSLAM, or Visual Simultaneous Location and Mapping. Neat. The optical systems can identify landmarks on the ceiling as well as judge the distance the between walls. VSLAM also calculates the vacuum's relative position in a room in real time, letting the bot create a map as it cleans. That's what Robot does. Vacuum, vacuums that operate this way navigate a room with greater efficiency, efficiency mm -hmm. systematically cleaning the floor in a logical pattern. They won't waste time vacuuming areas of a room the iBot knows it, it's already traveled over. Now, the one drawback that we found with our little robot, it does that exactly. But it's got really dumb sensors as far as when the little basket is full. So if somehow you get a little extra dirt in front of the in front of the full sensor, it'll stop and say, "Hey, you got to empty me." I come home from work after I'm done working and go to the robot and empty her, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, 
Jarvis is not full. He's so, still got plenty of room in there, but it just got stuck in front of his sensor. So Rosie doesn't know how to uh, empty the vacuum. We call him Jarvis. <laughs> well, I was thinking of the Jets. I know you were. <laughs> anyway, and the last one is laser navigation. Yep, yep. Another way robot vacuums uh, can sense their environment is with LIDAR, yeah. light detection and ranging. That's what they're using in the uh, self-driving cars, by the and way. And some of them. Tesla some says that's them. a bad that's idea. Right. Tesla wants to use vision. And that's what it says here. It's the same sort of technology you'll find in many self-driving car prototypes, such as those from Waymo, Uber, yes. and uh, all Neato BotVax use this method, including the $829 BotVac D7 connected. Hmm. So cool. anyway, that's there. All right. And well, you can also get – I actually picked up a robot for my pool, and uh, it does the same thing, except it's stupider. Uh, it Every day, every time you put it in there, it doesn't know that it's in the, you know, what size pool I have. It's just – Figures it out again and randomly bangs around, and uh, I'm a little disappointed, frankly, in, in its abilities to clean the pool, but it, we'll see how it goes. Well, this is a pretty neat um, uh, article, yeah. and it gets into a lot of the different technologies, so yeah. you can become a more con- uh, informed consumer Yeah, definitely. if you're in that market. I got a news article for you. So Akamai, CEO, playing games from the cloud? Seems too expensive to be viable right now. Now, this is kind of an interesting, and it makes a point that we've been making for a long time. Um, there are so many companies out there that are looking for that quote-unquote holy grail of cloud gaming. And uh, basically, cloud gaming basically involves playing video games via the web, via just a web browser with graphics rendered and audio generated in the cloud and then beamed down to your computer um, in real time. The idea here is that you're not going to be buying a a console anymore. The problem is that's a lot more expensive, right? So it's, again, hardware as a service when it comes to putting your your computer businesses in the cloud. The same thing. These companies have to invest in an awful lot of hardware technology for you to not have to. And what they're finding is you look about video and um, all the processing that has to happen in the cloud and the expense that's involved – the economics doesn't make any sense. It makes a whole lot more sense if you have purchased your $300 console and it is doing all the processing locally in your living room and all the cloud host is doing is sending just pixel data based on your location on the map versus having it do everything, process everything, and then send it to you without any kind of hardware in your... In well, your- it sounds like that's not... That, that's a, a technology... And technology that's waiting for gigabit speed. Yeah, it could be, but the problem is, too, the hardware that has to sit there. So the economics, uh, according to uh, Alchemy, is that is really not there. It makes more sense to actually have your local gaming console where you go ahead and uh, buy that and then connect to the cloud. So it's just another example of how the cloud economics can not necessarily work out and it can be applied to business as well. Um, do you want to bring up one more article, Bob, before we go to a break? Sure. Uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection says traveler images were taken in cyber attack. Oh, boy. Okay. So this kind of leads you to believe that it was the government that was hacked. Right. But it wasn't the government that was hacked. Right. So photos of travelers and license plates were taken in a data breach at a federal subcontractor in May. Mm -hmm. That was the subcontractor. Yeah. Okay. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection says photos of travelers into and out of the country were stolen in a malicious cyber attack that hit one of its subcontractors. Mm -hmm. None of the images have been identified on the Internet or on the dark web, Customs and Border Patrol said in the statement. Yep. 
the violation of Customs and Border Patrol policies, and without their authorization or knowledge, uh, the subcontractor transferred copies of license plate images and traveler images collected by uh, CBP to the subcontractor company network. Right. So basically the subcontractor t- took the data they shouldn't have touched. And they violated and, their policy. They're not yeah. supposed to take it out off-site. And their network, the subcontractor's network, was uh, Got impacted. Hacked. Well, was it hacked or was it kind of stolen? Fished. It could have been yeah, fished. Hard Who to knows? Say. Or that it was sold. The guy, well, whoever, the, yeah, the subcontractor's taking the data he's not supposed to. That's probably some inside guy who was giving it to the bad guys. So anyway, this breach comes as Customs and Border Patrol seeks to expand its massive face recognition apparatus and collection of sensitive information from travelers, mm-hmm. including license plate information and social media identifies. Yeah. Nima Singh Guilani, mm-hmm. American Civil Liberties Union Senior Legislative Counsel, said in a statement Monday, this incident further underscores the need to put the brakes on these efforts and for Congress to investigate the agency's data practices. Mm-hmm. The best way to avoid breaches of sensitive personal data is not to collect and retain such data in the first place. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good right. luck with that. Yeah. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got two lines open for you guys. Everything we talked about will be posted over at computertalkwithtab.com, so feel free to get online, guys. Charles and Danny, hang on. Two lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online and uh, feel free to call in 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You can also listen to us over the the old interwebs on radio.com. Uh, we also have our podcast as well. So if you miss a show, you can always catch us over at radio.com. There's our podcaster out there. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go right to Charles in Hartford first. Morning, Charles. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. What can I do for you? Um... I uh, upgraded from 7 to 10. Oh, great. And I boot up, I get these uh, messages. One says the input signal is out of range. The input signal is out of range. And the other message is telling me to change the setting to 1440x968Z. Yeah, that's your resolution for your video. Input signal out of range. I'm trying to think. Is that his mouse, maybe? I don't know. No, 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 no. That's the video. Video he, too? Yeah, he's got his video oh, right, resolution right, 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 right. set too high, and the uh, it it can't take it. Right. So, I mean, he's lucky he's got any picture at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't get a picture. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, get anything. Just, just, uh, just the warning. Yeah. So he's got to go into safe mode. Yeah, but you can't change the resolution in safe mode. Not in Windows 10, you can't? No. Oh, no. that's why he's here. That's why Bob's with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could do that. You can't? No, you can't change the resolution. What's he going to do? In base, uh, safe mode, you only get the basic driver. All right. So what he's going to need to do is uh, see if he can connect another monitor. That's or, the answer? Are you kidding me? Yeah, or... How old's your monitor, Charles? Oh, I don't know. It, Several years old, I think. It sounds like it's so old that it's not even able to, not capable of higher resolution. Is the monitor a lot older than your computer? Uh, I think they might be about the same. Hmm. I mean, it's not capable of displaying properly. Something happened with your resolution that got up so high, and if you can't see a picture, possibly connecting a second monitor, you might be able to get enough of a picture to be able to change your resolution. 
Um, we get, what's going to happen here is you got to tell the, the computer to display in a lower res. 1440, you said, right? Right. Or you, what you could do, you could try this, is uh, boot it into safe mode. That's what I said. Well, you shot me down. You poo pooed me. Well, you can't change the resolution. All right, mode, all right. Go here ahead. is my suggestion. <laughs> okay, you boot into safe mode and you go into the device manager. Okay, and uh, scroll down uh, or open up your your video card and uh, actually uh, remove the video card or uninstall That's it. The only problem with that, I don't. It, it, it won't boot up. It doesn't show anything. I can't get into anything. Well, in safe mode, it should show up in low res. I'll put, if, if I'll put quotes around an, that. If you can't get an image in safe mode, then you've got a bigger problem with your computer. Because in safe mode, it, it just loads the basic driver so that you just get a relatively low resolution image. But you will get an image. Yeah, and you can change the resolution in, in safe mode, too. I Googled you. I had to, I had to call. I got to check. So you can... You can if you got to get into safe mode, mode, Charles, and that's when you re, you're going to reboot the machine and press F8. Does that still work, Bob? <laughs> well, if you catch it right, yeah. yeah. Try to get into safe mode by pressing the F8 key on the boot up, and you can go ahead and select Windows Startup Settings. Um, one, and then you're going to hit restart, and then the computer's going to restart. Choose safe mode, and from the list of options, you're going to go ahead and uh, choose the screen resolution, and you're going to lower the screen resolution. To what they said, what it suggested, or lower. I would tell you to do it to, down to ten twenty four by seven sixty eight, not the fourteen something. Go down to ten twenty four by seven sixty eight, but you can do it in safe mode. What you do is that then once you're changing it to a lower resolution, if it doesn't fit on your screen, right, you can uh, change the uh, resolution. Uh, just test which one actually fits your monitor. Right. And the irony of this, Charles, is before you did this with Windows 7, your computer knew its resolution, right? Yeah. It knew it. But for some reason, Microsoft now doesn't, and it's a new operating system. <laughs> well, most of the time it does get it. And one of the improvements it does do, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty cool, is yeah. if you have different monitors with different resolutions, normally it'll pick the right resolution for each monitor. Right. Just so if you're running, mul- let's say, an older monitor that's with 1080 by... Uh, 768. Right. And you plug in a newer one that has 16 by 9. Right. You know, then, you know, it kind of consents that. Yeah. But, but you, you should be able to change it in, in safe mode, Charles. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good luck, sir. Right. All right. Bye bye. Um, I just think it's amazing, though. I mean, Windows 10, it's looking at the pass config and doesn't know how to set it for you. I mean, it's the least it could do, really. Okay. It's the least it could do. Oh, you're going to tell me you can't do it again? We're going to step out for a quick break. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you go to Facebook and like us at Tab Computer System and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it'll get into your news feed. And, of course, if you follow us at Twitter on Tab Computer Sys, it'll get into that feed as well. We'll be back. We are back, and we put those links up there for Charles, and uh, we'll see if he can get that resolution so he can actually see his monitor after his upgrade. Nothing like an upgrade that turns your monitor off, huh? 
Welcome to Windows. Let's go on to your calls, and we're going to go to Danny in Glastonbury. What's going on, our resident groupie? Hey, guys. Hey. Listen, when I do searches, I usually just tap the mic on Chrome mm-hmm. and, you know, dictate it. And last night when I was trying to do that, uh, the little circle would come up with the mic in it, and when I'd talk, it would blink off and go red and say, offline, try again. Yeah. And that's never happened to me before. Mm-hmm. But if I typed in using the keys, I could do the search. So it was just voice wasn't working. Right. They might have had a service that was down over at the Googleplex. Oh, okay. That was my question because I've been getting a lot of prompts lately Mm -hmm. to start using Google um, Assistant. Yeah. And I don't know if they were just shutting the mic off on me trying to move me over to Assistant or not. No, no, no. Uh, They would need the mic for that to work probably too. Oh, okay. And it's actually funny because Google – I do some – same thing. My wife and I, were, you know, they te- we text back and forth. I just hit the microphone and have the thing uh, listen to my voice. And Google did something really weird and not Freudian, but just bizarre. I was telling my wife it was a beautiful, beautiful day. I was driving in and I uh, put the button there and I said, "Hey, you know, you should open the windows. It's beautiful out." But what Google actually texted to her was, "You should die. Open the windows. It's beautiful out." I didn't say the word die anywhere. Oh, my God. Freudian. I don't know. Is it Google Freudian? I mean, it's kind of bizarre. And, I mean, it just put the word die in there. Now, with Google, obviously, when you Google anything, right, it's going to pre-fill things. Uh-huh. And it's due to, like, the most popular stuff that's out there when you're Googling. Is Are our people telling their spouses and girlfriends to die all the time, and that's why they pre-fill die on me? Right, because that was the pattern. Right. Is that the pattern? Is that what we should be all afraid? I mean, it was bizarre. That word was not used. Wow. I mean, it's not like you should open the windows would have the word die at all in right. there. Not and literally all. it says you should die. It didn't even put the word die in the wrong place. Well, it's not like I'm dying to go outside. Yeah. Weird. S- Sergey Brin, the developer of Google, yeah. is Russian. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. So Here it goes. the Russian word for give is die. Well, I should. So I said I say, open. Diamond, yeah, it'll be give me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't speaking Russian, though, Bob. Yeah, but, you know, he probably taught it in Russian. Give me the Maybe. open window. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was freaky, Danny. But yeah, most likely the Googleplex was down. Yeah. Hey, listen, did you see that uh, st- uh, SpaceX launch, uh, the last one from Vandenberg? No. You should watch the video. There was a it was a heavy, foggy morning, like it is a lot on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So when the rocket went up, it burned a hole through the fog. Well, that makes As sense. As it ascended up and the camera's shooting back down, you could see the cloud cover, but you could see the hole Neat. where they went through. Well, when it went up and after it did the launch in the first stage, did it burn back and turned around to come back down and land? Yeah. You could, If you look real close, you could see in all the cloud cover, you could see the hole that they burned through coming up. Yeah. And as it went back down, it went back down, and it came down, and it went back down through the same hole where it landed. <laughs> That's cool. It's it's really. I'll check I it mean, out. The landings are neat enough as it is, but the thing came back down through the through its own hole. Yeah, sounds like AI to me. Some yeah. of, some of us who would believe in conspiracy theories would think, well, he just ran the video backwards because the odds of it not having any kind of wind you know, up there." Conspiracy theory people have stopped now. I know it seems to work. Finally, it? it seems to work, right, Dave? Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. Take it easy. I think it was a CGI, computer-generated image. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) All right, let's go on to Len in Stafford. Hey, Len, what's up? Hey, good morning. Morning. 
I've been a Thunderbird user for years. Okay. Time. Uh, I just got a new computer. Yep. A, lap, a laptop, a uh, solid state drive. Everything works great on it. I installed Thunderbird. Yeah. And it was working fine for about a week. Mm-hmm. And then one day I opened it up and all my emails are gone. Everything. Now, fortunately, I didn't uh, transfer anything over from my other Thunderbird or my other computer. But. Uh, yeah, it kind of freaked me out because everything yeah. was gone. The sandbox, the inbox, the trash, uh, right. all the emails were gone. Uh, now, what kind of mailbox do you have, Len? Is it for, you have a mailbox it's from? Cox. Cox on that. Is it a pop or is it a... Um, oh, jeez, good question. Help me, Bob. Know. It's the Cox or is it the... It's not an exchange uh, one. Bob, what's the uh, mixture there? you got pop and you've got... Uh, uh, IMAP. IMAP, thank I'm, you. I'm I couldn't think of the word. Yes. Escape me completely. Is it IMAP? I am not sure, to be honest, because it kind of actually kind of auto-installed itself here. Okay. Well, no, what I'm saying is, so if you re-put your your mailbox information in, your Cox, you know, username, password, all that fun stuff, it should repopulate. It'll re-download the mail for you. But you may need to repair your folders. They actually may still be there. They could be, right? No, I That's did true. that. I did a repair on the folders where yeah. it tells you to go in and delete a certain folder and then restart it, and it rebuilds that folder. Yep. And nothing happened. Uh, fortunately, on this computer, I have not set the settings to download uh, from the server. In other words, take it off the server. I, I hadn't done that yet. So well, if you if you still up the server, yeah, and I would con- try to configure your email as a IMAP. You'll be much happier okay. than running Pop. And go ahead and oh, okay. go ahead and just configure your account that way, and it should just repopulate by def- by default. And that leaves it both locally and on the server. So when you let's oh. say you let's say you and your wife use the same mailbox, uh, if she goes ahead and deletes an email, it'll delete as well off of yours, which is kind of handy. Uh, that way, it's kind of it's kind it's kind of like Exchange, but it's not. It's a it's a little smarter pop, and uh, that's probably all you got to do, Len, is put the information back in and just have it re repopulate your uh, folders. So go in and just. Uh, redo it. Don't delete anything. Don't delete the account. Just go in and. Well, first go to the Cox side of things. Log into Cox and make yep. sure your mailbox is configured as an IMAP, and then okay. read the configuration as to how to set your ports for IMAP mailboxes, and then okay. go into your Thunderbird and configure your mailbox based on Cox's directions to configure an IMAP mailbox, and then it should. But I always always put that in quotes. It should just download the mail and clean it NBL. Nice and synchronized for you. That's what it should do. Okay, I'll have to. I'll, I'll definitely try to. A side question to that: something you just brought up. Yeah. Um, I'm the only one who uses this computer. I'm not married, I, so nobody else touches it. So when right. there's a problem with it, I blame myself. Sure. I it myself. All so. right. Very good. Uh, but uh, when I um, I normally take it off the server. I normally have a download to my main my computer. Take it off the server. Yep. Uh, but I've heard other people just leave their emails on the server. Of course. And, is is I don't know why I do that. Maybe I just don't want to get a warning that you're reach your maximum on the server and you yeah. have to delete some emails. You know, or, yep. and is that is that really a concern I should have? Uh, believe it or not, I re- I just recently got a, a warning from Cox about my mailboxes, um, so I had to do some deleting. Um, you okay. will, and they'll keep shrinking that available data space. I mean, they're not going to give it to you for free forever. Uh, they still right. they got to pay for infrastructure, pay for servers, pay for all that stuff. So. Um, I, you can do whatever way you want, Len. The beauty of having it on the server, if you are using it on multiple devices, let's say you use your phone, a smartphone, 
Um, yeah. If you use IMAP, it'll actually if you del- if you read it off your smartphone, it'll show that it's read off your computer, and if you delete it off your smartphone, it'll delete it off your computer. So it kind of improves your your uh, your how you function. It's more more efficient, really, for reading email. Oh, okay. But if you bring it down to your machine, that's good too, obviously. But you don't you don't have a backup of it, I suspect. Right. Okay. All so. right. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. All right, Len. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So we're gonna step out for a quick break. Quick, quick break. Uh, Antoinette, hang on. We have three lines open for you. One eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. And uh, everything we've talked about so far has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. And if you uh, follow us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed if you like Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy. It's got to have those two things. And then, of course, you can follow us at on Twitter if you've got time for that. I don't know who does, but if you've got time for that, uh, over at Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed as well. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here until 11 o'clock on this beautiful Saturday morning. Feel free to give us a ring, 800-966-WTIC. If you're calling, if you're listening on the stream anywhere in the country, you got two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Antoinette in Fairfield, like I promised. What's going on, Antoinette? Yes, I have a little beef with you guys. A about beef? Returning, yes, returning the routers and modems. I did that. Yeah. And I have my own. Nice. And I had an issue with not having internet last um, weekend. So yeah. my son said, well, give it more time and then turn it back. I had uncharged it, take the plug out, do everything, even what they told me. Yeah. And finally, on Monday, I got to someone who had a brain. <laughs> and- <laughs> At the internet company? Yeah, this is Optimum. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, she was trying to get me to pay for a monthly event, and I wouldn't have to pay for a service guy to come out, but I told her no, because that's bringing my bill up even now more than I wanted it to be. Right. Security and all like that. So something happened, yep. and I was able to get back online while we were talking. Without a service call, magically, right? Yes. Magic. So Isn't I, that magic? Yes, yes. But what I'm concerned about or not sure about is now... The the modem, that's the one that hooks up to them. Yes. The, the three middle lights are blue when before they all my lights were, were green, yellow. You okay. know, the yep. yellow. Yep. And I'm on the internet, and I'm wondering how is that so when before they were all lit up to make sure I was on the internet. So it depends if it matters or not. So those those LEDs do mean something. But it doesn't necessarily mean you have to worry about anything. It's how the system communicates back and forth. So if your internet speed, Antoinette, is what you're paying for, if you do a speed test and let's say you're paying for 50 megabits and you get 50 megabits, you really don't care that much about what the LEDs are saying. Okay. Uh, you, I mean, if we can get into it technically, but it wouldn't matter as long as it's working. It's like you trying to explain to me how an internal combustion engine works. Uh, you could tell me how it works. I just put gas in the car. <laughs> yeah, that's me with the computer. Exactly. Okay. So, 
Yeah, so I think basically don't worry about that. If you're getting the speed, do a speed test. Make sure you check your bill and it matches what they say they're charging you for. You're good. Go ahead, Bob. I would guess that at some point when you're in your conversations that the tech over at uh, Optimum asked you what the MAC address of your modem was. Right. Because that's how they allow them on. Right. So when you get a new, uh, your own modem, you've got to call them and tell them what the MAC address is. Then they'll allow it to communicate on the network. So he probably had to make some adjustments, modify, oh, okay, she has this modem, and all of a sudden it worked. Right, so. because what she told me was that they could better do what they do on their end right. if I had their equipment. And that's, that's when she went into trying to price me. I know. Right. Yeah, they want to sell you that modem rental. I said, but it was a Motorola. You can buy Motorola. I know what it said on there anywhere, so why would that make a difference? Right. I agree with you. And why rent it forever when you can buy it once? Right. You know, know, if you're giving me a Motorola um, 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 modem, why would I have to have your Motorola when it's Motorola? Right. Right. Okay. I have one quick question which may help other people. How come sometimes, because it happened with NBC last week, I was able to stream NBC on the iPad, but when I did it on my desktop, it wasn't coming through? Well, that'll, again, that'll depend on your internal network and how, how good it is. Um, you, know, you could have an issue with the performance of your PC, uh, there's so many variables now when you're streaming. So in the old days of just a, an, an antenna and a TV, it was just it was just that those two things that were working to make your TV work. Now it's a Rube Goldberg to get your you know your your TV channels. You're, you've got the internet company involved. You've got the modem. You've got the router. You've got the PC. You've got the operating system. You've got the bandwidth. You've got the all those all those variables. Right, all have to work together to give you. NBC on that computer. So it could be just that you were having an issue with your computer. Maybe it was doing a virus scan. Maybe it's just lower powered, uh, older. Oh, at that time. Hmm? Right. Okay. Because it was working yesterday. Okay. Yeah, but do a speed test. Make sure you're getting when you pay for it, uh, Antoinette. That's the key. And again, you only okay. need 50 megabits. So if you're paying for 300 megabits, you can even save more money. If it, How many people are in your home? Just me. Just you? Yeah, you could get away with twenty five megabits. Okay, so. but um, when I went to renew the bill to keep it down, the only thing they were able to give me—that's why I kept the TV because just having plain internet was costing just about the same as having internet and TV with just a dollar or two difference. I said, "Well, keep it as is." Yeah, how but much? That still went up because up. Um, or piece went up on pricing across mm. board. Yeah, so you're using you're using a kind of a combination of TV and internet. Okay, all right. Well, right. I don't have a TV. Do you have to have a TV to stream with Roku or the Fire Stick? Do you need to have a TV, or can I buy a Fire Stick and hook it up to the computer and get other stations? You could buy a Fire Stick, hook it up to the computer's you know a different HDMI connection on the monitor. So if your monitor okay. has multiple HDMI interfaces, you could stick the stick into that and then choose that interface when you want to watch on the Roku. Okay, thank you. And then you could cancel the TV. Because if right. you look at what they charge you for all the taxes and baloney on getting TV, 
you'll save by removing it. Right, because I just do the three main channels because the other ones, unless I have a TV, um, I can't watch them anyway. They don't allow over, you know, internet streaming anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okie I appreciate that. Thank Anytime. You. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's cutting the cord. You still need a cord, so you're not really actually cutting the cord. But, you you know, you're you're making some adjustments to your uh, your uh, access to these these systems. And believe it or not, 50 megabits, I'll tell you this over and over and over again, is plenty. Um, five people in my family, three boys, surfing, streaming all day long. Um, 50 megabits is more than enough for high-resolution displaying on multiple TVs while the kids are listening to music, streaming, and playing video games at the same time. So don't let them sell you more than you need. And eventually, if we can all get 50 megabit wireless through like a cellular connection like T-Mobile's offering, we can actually cut the cord. <laughs> I just can't wait until that day comes. Someday it's going to come. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Uh, feel free to get online. i got a couple minutes here, right, Matt? Should I probably take a call? or He's sitting back kind of relaxing. All right, I'm going to start a call here, but we'll have to hold you over through the news. So I'm going to go to Hank and Enfield next. So what's your question, Hank? We're going to get your question and hold you over to the news. Go ahead. Okay, I just got a quick question here. Yeah. I, I, in the past, I've been able to attach these little cartoons. I run a golf league, and I attach these little car, uh, cartoons I, when I send the, the sign-up out st- uh, messages out and everything. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, when I, I paste them on the email to send out now, but when I send it out and I include myself as uh, you know as a recipient, yeah. It, when it goes out, it, it somehow that the, the they get stripped disappears. Yeah, they get stripped off because it's a risk. It's a what? It's a risk. Any kind of attachment on an email is a risk, and so a lot of mail systems will strip that stuff out to save the recipient from whatever you're doing, which in your case is completely innocent, but most likely it's just being stripped out of security, right, Bob? Oh, but it was working in the past. It was only this only happened about the last month. It used to work be- okay, beautiful before. Yeah. Now it just disappeared. Now any embedded message stays on the on the thing, but anything I add to it, like you said, like an attachment, an attachment. It What's your email client? Real quick, uh, Yahoo. No, you okay? Yeah, you're doing a web browser. Yeah, web browser, yeah. So maybe Yahoo's starting to step up their security. Yeah, it could be. So it's probably a security thing, Hank. We can look it up for you a little bit during the news if you want want us to confirm it if we can. Okay, yeah, I use Facebook. If that, I mean, uh, uh, Firefox. If I help get it. <laughs> okay, thanks, Hank. Thanks a lot. Yeah, bye you bye. got it. Bye bye. Yeah, attachments and email are becoming a very dangerous thing these days. So we'll take a look at that and uh, get back to more of your calls. Three lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Feel free to get online during the news. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.